Can't get enough of Rebel Girls? Well, luckily, the Rebel Girls app is now completely free. That's right, you can listen to the entire library of goodnight stories for Rebel Girls ad-free. Plus, check out the app's cool features like activities, trivia, custom playlists, and more. All parent-trusted and kids-safe. Find out more at rebelgirls.com slash audio and download the Rebel Girls app today. Thanks for listening. The Poor Night, a fantasy musical podcast suitable for all ages, brought to you by Fool and Scholar Productions. Follow Nathaniel the Poor Knight and the friends he meets along his journey as he's bitten by a wereman and must break the curse before the full moon. Listen to The Poor Knight wherever you get your podcasts or learn more at foolandscholar.com. Hello there, Story Club members. I'm Ivy, your ghostly host with the most, and keeper of the strangest, spookiest tales on Earth. Today is another Ivy's chilling tale. This terrorizing tale, Story Club members, might make you stay home after nightfall. It's one I call, Don't Go Into the Park After Dark. Don't Go Into the Park After Dark. Kyle Williams was remembering what his mom had told him. There apparently are bad things there after nightfall. So don't, just don't, go into the park after dark. That's what she'd said. And yet, here he was with Amber Harrison and Tommy Ball doing just that. It had been raining hard for three days during his week in April. He'd heard the expression, April showers bring May flowers, but this was ridiculous. He was pretty sure that all the recent showers pouring down had washed away any of the next month's potential flowers. It was a state of emergency where sandbags had to be put up to prevent the raging, muddy rivers from overflowing into their little town. Mudslides had also happened, and several people had lost their homes. Fortunately, the residents hadn't been home when the houses took their tumble down the hill and broke up like kindling at the bottom. Morton Park was creepy during the daytime, and there were all these stories about weird lights and sounds happening there at night. The only reason Kyle was out at Morton Park after dark was because he was staying overnight with Tommy. Amber lived next door, and both hers and Tommy's parents had gone out for a double date dinner and movie. So it was party time at the old ball house, and Tommy wanted to go into Morton Park. It'd been a dream of his for some reason. He believed you could find all kinds of artifacts like stone arrowheads and other traces of history buried in the place if you dared to go searching. Kyle had heard that Morton Park was once a cemetery a long time ago and that the headstones had been moved, but the bodies had not. That, of course, was only a rumor that got started ages ago. After all, the old cemetery was on the other side of town. Morton Park was surrounded by a wrought iron fence, but Kyle, Amber, and Tommy were able to squeeze through the gate, which was chained up. The park was mostly kept natural, meaning it didn't have much landscaping done. After all the rain that had fallen lately, the place was mostly mud. Some of the mudslide from the hill above had created large mounds. Guess that's why there was a sign that said, Park closed until further notice. They all had flashlights and went looking around in the muck. The place was wet and miserable. Why did Tommy think that this was such a good idea? Kyle certainly wasn't having fun. 
But then Tommy suddenly said that he'd found a grave. Somehow the mudslide had brought it to the surface. That means the rumors were true. There still were people buried under the park. They had only removed the headstones and taken them across town to the old cemetery, but not the bodies. In fact, there were several coffins. Tommy wanted to look inside one. Maybe some of the people were rich and had been buried with their jewelry and valuables. Kyle told him that not only was that sick, it was also grave robbing and seriously illegal. Tommy retorted that moving headstones and not bodies was also illegal, but that hadn't stopped somebody from doing it. Kyle was about to say that two wrongs don't make a right, but Tommy had already wedged open a coffin. Inside was a woman. She was mummified with her dry, leathery skin affixed to her skull. Her eyes were gone and her lips had receded, leaving only her teeth, which seemed to smile at them. Amber said that they needed to go. She was clearly as uncomfortable as Kyle was about this whole thing. But Tommy said he wasn't going anywhere until he took this lady's gold necklace. It looked like it was worth a fortune. He could sell it at the pawn shop tomorrow and use the money to buy the next game system he wanted. Then they could all play it. Kyle and Amber did not want anything to do with it. Amber left first, crossing the park and climbing out the front gate. Kyle tried to convince Tommy to come with him, but Tommy ignored him. Then, two skeletal hands, the woman, reached out from the grave and grabbed his friend, pulling him into the coffin. Tommy screamed for help, and Kyle tried to help his friend, but as he pulled on his friend's arm, he'd noticed that other unburied coffins were starting to creak open. Their skeletal residents began to climb out of them. Many of them were wearing rotting, tattered suits and dresses, their burial clothes. Before the dead could reach him, Kyle ran, slipping in the mud, picking himself up, and sprinting toward the fence. He made it through and ran home. He reported what had happened to the police. When they investigated, they found the unearthed coffins, but no sign of Tommy Ball. He'd vanished. One night, months later, Kyle was awoken by a scratching at his window. At first, he thought it was his cat, Sassy, but then he remembered the feline being in the house. He went to the window. The full moon hung low in the sky. Opening the window, he peered into the darkness. Whatever was there was gone. Maybe it was a raccoon? And then, a skeletal hand grabbed him. It was Tommy. He was a skeleton, just like the lady in the box. In a guttural voice, he asked Kyle why he left him to die. No friend does that. Kyle pulled himself back in the window, breaking off Tommy's hand in the process. And then Kyle woke up screaming. The golden light of the morning settled on his bed. His cat, Sassy, was sleeping at the foot of it. What a horrible nightmare, Kyle thought. However, as he climbed out of bed, he stepped on the wet and soggy skeletal hand of Tommy Ball. Welp, it seems that Tommy Ball has a bone to pick with his friend, Kyle. <laughs> what did you think of this screamtastic tale? Send your feedback and ideas to ivy at gokidgo.com anytime. I love getting your messages. And come back tomorrow for another episode, because every Story Club member needs a little scare every day. Ivy out!
Go kid, go. Do you like to laugh? Ah, uh, who am I kidding? Who doesn't like to laugh? So okay, if you love to laugh, you'll love Don't Break the Rules. It's a hilarious comedy improv podcast where the voice actors make up their lines on the spot and try to be the only actor who doesn't break the rules. These talented actors are great at coming up with silly scenes and stories when they follow the rules for the episode. And it gets even sillier when they accidentally break the rules. The stories are guided by suggestions from kids like you, and the episodes feature laughs, burps, and the occasional unicorn. So if you'd like to giggle and play along, be sure to listen to Don't Break the Rules wherever you listen to podcasts.